This is the Abbey Award-winning Auburn Opelika This Morning with Zach Blackerby. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Zach Blackerby, Ben Taylor here with you. Did you stay up and watch the game last night? I did. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, me too. I'm hurting. I'm hurting um, this morning. I'm not hurt as bad as you because I went to bed probably about 30 minutes before you did. Sure. I mean, as soon as it was, as soon as the final horn sounded, TV off, I was asleep immediately. Yeah, I wrestled back and forth. Like, do I want to record a podcast after the game or do I want to get here early and do it? And I'm like, I'll just do it while I'm up. <laughs> so. And one of the things you brought up, we were talking about um, before we came on air, that was way too long of a game last night. What's up with college officials wanting to make the game two and a half hours? A college basketball game should not be two and a half hours. The inconsistency, number one, I saw Justin Ferguson had tweeted during one point in time, like the the technical that was called on Cambridge, which technically it was a technical. I didn't know that was a rule. Um, I had no idea. It's considered taunting. You can't slap the backboard. I think that's dumb. It is dumb. It's taking the fun out of basketball. Right. He wasn't. How doing dare that. you have fun? He wasn't doing that to show up the other team. That's the thing. Is is he was fired up? If it's something to show up the other team, I get it. It's taunting. He didn't do it to show up the other team. He just was excited. And then they called a technical for the guy hanging on the rim on a missed dunk. He wasn't really, you know. And this was on Missouri, so it was just a bad of a call. He wasn't trying to hang on the rim to showboat. He. Hit the back of the iron. He was like trying to hold on to grab the ball again behind him so he could try to put it back. <laughs> and that was one thing that I saw that Justin and a couple other writers, they were like, did we just witness a technical on a missed dunk? And it was like, yes, you did. So they got way too involved. And, and it's funny to me because they'll call a ticky-tack foul. And then there was a screenshot one time where JT Thor, the guy's armpit was in his face, and he was slapping him, his head was snapped back, and there was no foul called. Well, it's amazing to me how many times Sharif Cooper can get hit in the face, and they don't call it. It's amazing to me. It's almost like they don't want him to go inside, because anytime he drives, him just being 6'1 and only 170, 180 pounds, I think they list him at 180. I think that's because he's wearing that padded shirt that has uh-huh. the protectors on. I don't right. know that he's 180. Right. Um, Six one one seventy one eighty. So anytime he goes in amongst the trees, they put a body on him mm-hmm. and it knocks him over. And he's not flopping. Mm-hmm. That's a foul. But it's almost like the referees are going, "You just shouldn't go in there." So that's on you if you go in there. But then a big guy like Thor, who can elevate over everybody, just gets touched on the elbow, and they're like, "Oh, that's a foul." Right. <laughs> and you're going, uh, "The little guy got knocked over." Right. The toothpick is okay. Yeah. What's that? So Whatever. it was uh, JT Thor big block last night to kind of that. Honestly, that probably helped seal the win. Not that he's the guy a monster. Made it, but I mean, he is he is incredible. The fact that he made the block and then it went off their foot and we got the ball back and made it a three possession game after the foul. He's supposed to be in high school. Can you imagine playing against that in high school? <laughs> against JT Thor in high school? I can't believe he's from Alaska. Is he from Alaska? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Well, I turned it down. Is Jared Sidham from Texas? I was, yeah, no kidding. I was. Um, Bo Nix's dad played in Auburn? No chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, watching. When I went upstairs to watch the game, uh, Lori came up and she was listening to some pot or whatever. So I decided to just turn the game down. Was she listening to Locked on Auburn, you think? Uh, she was not listening to Locked on Auburn. She's, she's, not, you, she's not really a demographic. Oh, <laughs> so it, what she. But. When I was watching it, I had the sound turned down, 
Did they mention the Alaskan? They didn't really in the first half. I didn't hear it. <clears throat> I didn't hear it. I, I had it kind of turned down more in the second half, too. Maybe just... they've gotten the notes, the, the, the notes that, hey, we know. I told you, though, they messed up a couple of games ago. They kept saying he was from Canada. And I was like. Well, yeah, that was Beth Moen's thing. It's like, stop it. I was like, stop it. it. That's Canada and Alaska are not the same thing. I'm glad they actually talked about the game the whole time, though. There's been a lot of times where, like, you get Beth Moens and they just, like, want to talk about how great she is. Yes. And thanking her for being a, a woman in sports and all that. The last that. couple of broadcasts, she's, it's funny. She's doing the game on ESPNU. I heard her, yep. After or when they switched over because Auburn started the game on ESPNU. Yeah, I was on ESPNU. We'd go to commercial break. They come back, and it's her. And I'm like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to change it over again. I didn't clue in right away because I was doing dishes or something, so I just heard it in the background. And immediately they went into – Thank you for your service. And I was like, are you kidding me? I thought we've already covered this. I wonder how she feels about that. You think she likes that? I think she eats it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could tell by the look on her face when they had it last time. And nothing against that. But there are a lot of female broadcasters out there. Mm-hmm. That are I better mean, than her. Yes. I said, Maria Taylor, this was about four, five, six years ago. Kind of a breakout moment. She was one of the red carpet hosts for the ESPYs. Mm-hmm. Lori and I were sitting there and... Number one, she's drop-dead gorgeous. Right. Number two, she's flawless whenever she's on the microphone. Agreed. So she starts talking, and she's introducing these people. And, and I looked at Lori, and I was like, who is that? Because I thought I recognized her. Turns out she played volleyball at Georgia, so I did recognize her because I called some of her games oh, okay. in her career. And so, I don't think I knew she was a Georgia girl. I didn't know that. I was like, who is that? And Lori's like, she's going places. Like they need to, And sure enough, like the whole night, Lori's like, they need to go back to the girl on the red carpet. Like She's not stuttering through everything. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Now look at what Maria Taylor's doing. I mean, she's all over the place on ESPN. Right. So everybody's... Laura Rutledge is fantastic. Yeah. Doris Burke is one of the best in the business. I mean, exactly. there, there are several. So when they say that Beth Mullins is a trendsetter because she, she did play college ball, it was I think it was a small college, and... You know, now she's doing play by play. It's like, okay. but I don't see them doing like whenever, whenever the you know the folks we just mentioned, the ladies we just mentioned, are, are involved in a broadcast. I don't see them doing that. No, they and they should with Doris Burke. She is by far the LeBron the, James respects her way more than anybody else in the yes. media. Like the way they talk to her and treat her is, uh, it speaks volumes to me. And we let's go back, to Maria Taylor. There's not an athlete that she can't pick up the phone and call and get an interview mm-hmm. right now. I, I don't know that you can say the same for Beth Mullins. And don't, I'm not trying to discount what she's done. And there are different roles. I mean, you know, play-by-play versus analyst and all of that. But it's just weird because those folks are involved in broadcasts all the time, and they don't ever stop it and press the pause button and say, thank you so much for what you're doing. I just – it's odd to me. It That's makes the, me think It's that, only Beth Mullins that does that. It makes me think that they're receiving some of the feedback from some of the fans that don't like – hearing her just making it worse and so they're like okay well let's show everybody how much we appreciate her and it's you go man there's so many other better broadcasters you're right so i know it's not a technical hot take but that's my feeling because i'd said on your tweet last night you said what would it take what would you give what would you give or give up i forgot what it said yeah something like what, what would you give up um, all right, here it is. Or what would you do for Sharif Cooper to come back another year? Yeah, what would you sacrifice for Sharif Cooper to come back to Auburn next season? And I said that I would listen or watch any broadcast with Beth Mowins and not complain about it. I had 87 people answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and almost 300 likes. That's crazy. All right, you're at your Money Pit Minutes next. 
Zach and Ben here with you. No, uh, no Dr. Justice this morning. No, he stayed up too late watching the ballgame last night. I think he's being super dad. Which is kind of funny because you stayed up watching the game. You potted. And I stayed up watching the game. God. I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I know that if he were here, we would bring up usually something political. Did you see the Biden uh, press conference yesterday when he got up to leave and somebody asked him about Putin? And he said, I'll tell him you said hello or something like that. And the double standard where everybody was kind of going, okay, if Trump were to, say, were to have said that, he would have been crucified in the media. You're right. And the fact that, and they're like, yeah, but it's different. No, it's not different. He completely was sarcastic, not to like a right-wing leading journalist either. Mm-hmm. That's twice he's been super sarcastic to somebody that's basically nonpartisan. And nobody said anything. It's weird, man. Such a crazy double standard. I wonder in a few months or maybe in a year or so when clicks go down and downloads for things go down because, like, there's nothing polarizing. There's nothing interesting about, you know, the current administration other than it's not Trump. But the whole, like, it's not Trump thing is going to fizzle out. Just so from, like, a... From a business standpoint, at what point are you like, okay, we need to we need to change kind of what we're doing? Because these news networks were making money; they were making a lot of money off of Donald Trump. And he's not going to be Biden's not going to be as accessible as Trump. Trump loved to spar. Yeah, I mean, there were times where he came out with the White House briefing, where the press secretary was supposed to be out there, and he would take the podium, sure, take questions. Yeah, that's not going to happen with this administration. No, no, and and. You know, if the media wants to protect that, that's fine. And if you want to argue that, you know, you need to do what's best for the president as far as, you know, his his time and his energy, you know, whatever you want to say, like, that's fine. Do it. Do what you think is best as far as you need to do, you know, whatever you need to do to run a country. But at some point, these news networks are going to be like, okay, we're making less money than we used to. Oh, no doubt. And you're going to have to change your approach. And I don't know if that's six months from now. I don't know if it's a year from now. I, I don't know if. I, I don't know what the answer to that is, well, but at some have, point it's going to happen. They're going to have to go on the attack, too, and they're going to have to do a little criticism, even the ones that were, quote-unquote, anti-Trump. And I think they are. I think they are doing some criticism, like, actually. I just don't think it's gaining any traction because of um, – I don't know what that is. I, I don't know if that's just a Twitter thing. I don't know if it's like uh, you know folks are just kind of zoning out and checking out right now, but I think – I think he is getting it. I mean, the insulin stuff is pretty bad. Like that, that was that was not a great. Like, why would you do that? Between the insulin stuff um, released yesterday, nobody had ever been in double digits on executive orders. He's up to thirteen in right. his first week, um, which is the most that had been done before was by Obama. And I think that was five. So he's almost tripled in the first week what Obama did. And Obama was considered kind of a. I don't want to say the word rad, radical is not the right word, but. At, he, at the time, it was kind of seen that way. He, now when, you look back, it's like, oh, I was actually pretty, pretty moderate. Yeah, because Trump did four, I think. But Bush, the, Bush did none. The whole pipeline thing, you know, losing fifty thousand jobs, and then he's turning around and wants he wants to give you know a crazy amount of money to like Guatemala and Jamaica and all of those countries, and it's like, what do you do? Like, you, you, at some point, and like, I get you've got the stuff that you need to do, but at some point, you've like you can't continue to say. America first on things and then just do stuff like that. Then your press secretary come out and be asked about, okay, what about the 50,000 people that lost their jobs, the 50,000 Americans that lost their job? And the response is, 
Well, they can they can find work doing something else. Yeah, that was the you can't was, you can't do that. No, and as a matter of fact, since he he preached over and over, I'm going to be here for the blue collar worker. The blue collar worker going to try to get the blue collar worker more involved. Good well, luck with that. Eleven thousand of the fifty thousand were construction workers. Yeah. The blue collar. I, I, I thought it was higher than that. Actually. The blue collar guy. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's going to be interesting these next few months. I'm I'm like you. I'm I'm wondering when the CNNs, the Fox News, you know, the the MSNBC. And Fox News is going to be okay because they're the only they're the only show in town. If you want that slant, mm-hmm. but and, which is weird to me that there's not another news organization that wants to have that slant because they're for you know for every Fox News there's five CNNs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just from like a, a market share standpoint. And for as far as clicks and eyes and ears, it's like, I don't understand why there's not more of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's odd to me. Your Rush Limbaugh updates next.